Hello, Sports Podcast. Just wanted to let you guys know the app Anchor has been super helpful with me starting my own podcast. Super helpful. It's been amazing to use so far, and I'm so glad that I started it. I've wanted to start a podcast for about a year or two now, and Anchor has made it super easy to get started. Um, They're super helpful. They give great descriptions, great details. Super glad to start it, and I recommend you do it yourself and try it out and try to start me or make your own podcast. This is the Pylon Sports, signing out. What is going on, everybody? This is the Pylon Sports Podcast. I hope everyone is having a fantastic Tuesday afternoon or whenever you're watching this, Wednesday, Thursday, two years from now, doesn't matter. In my last episode, we talked about the Buffalo Bills, and first I want to apologize to Cole Beasley. Um, He just came out and said he was playing with a damn near broken leg. It was a broken fibula. And I said in that part of the episode that he was getting hurt every week. And, well, yeah, it makes sense. He was playing with a broken fibula. So I take it back on Cole Beasley. <laughs> I apologize, but let's get into today's episode. Today we're going to be talking about the Green Bay Packers. And you're probably thinking, the Green Bay Packers are still good. Why do you need to talk about them? Yeah, they lost, but there's some things we can talk about. They lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are now becoming the first team in the Super Bowl history to play the Super Bowl at their home field, which I think they'll win. I mean, home field advantage in the Super Bowl, that's just crazy. But who knows? It's going to be probably a shootout, probably going to be a good game. Does Mahomes get his second ring? Does Tom Brady get his 428th? Who knows? Today's not about either of those teams, thank God. Today is about the Green Bay Packers. They had a frustrating loss someday. I mean, I had them winning. I know a lot of people did, and they just could not finish the job. Aaron Rodgers played well. The defense made Tom Brady throw three picks. Don't know how they won with him throwing three picks, but whatever's whatever. <laughs> but they lost. Questionable calling. Defense, you know, not really stepping up to the plate at specific times. We will talk about a specific player who sucks. Um, but we're going to talk about some issues, you know, that the Packers could look into in 2021 and we're going to go into the, the theoretical world if they decided to rebuild the team. So first, let's talk about Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers had a good game. He played well, looked comfortable, and the team just kind of pulled it through. After the game, he was in it. He was um, put into an interview, and he looked frustrated. I mean, the dude's won in four in NFC Championship games and lost back-to-back years. I mean, what's there not to be frustrated about? Also, considering there's a 99% chance he is going to be the league's MVP. I think that he will. I can't imagine that Mahomes wins it, or my boy Josh Allen wins it, or Tom Brady wins it. It has to go to Aaron Rodgers. He looked phenomenal all season long, throwing bombs, throwing dots, playing amazing, scrambling outside the pocket like he's Lamar damn. But <laughs> but Aaron Rodgers clearly looked frustrated in that interview and then just came out saying he wants the bag. He wants to get paid. And if you're a Packers fan, you're like, yes, sign him immediately. But that brings into question. Why did last year in the draft the Packers take Jordan Love at the end of the first round? If you plan on paying Aaron Rodgers for another four years into his 40s, what was the point of drafting Jordan Love? Jordan Love is sitting on a, like a four-year, $12 million contract as a backup. And I understand, yeah, he's young, and every team needs a backup, 
But most backups on the team are signed for like two, three, four million dollars a year on small contracts, you know. But Jordan Love's on a four-year, twelve million dollar deal where that twelve million dollars, you know, could have gone to defense, corners, wide receivers, which they need, you know. So it's it's questionable and brings a lot of speculation into the team. And obviously, I'm not a Packers fan, but I'm sure. 99% of Packers fans want to keep Aaron Rodgers his whole career. But what does Aaron Rodgers want to do? Like I said, he's 1-4 in, in NFC Championship games. Lost this year, lost last year to the 49ers, which I also thought the Packers were going to win. But look at me, I'm pretty wrong. <laughs> but another thing that <clears throat> I want to talk about is Matt LaFleur. Why did he not go for it on fourth down towards the end of the game? You have Aaron Rodgers, for God's sakes. The most talented quarterback of all time. Not the greatest. The most talented quarterback of all time. No, he's not the greatest of all time. Do what you want. Say what you want. But he has all the tools to get that first down. Why would you take a field goal? I don't remember if they made it. I'm going to assume they did. Why would you go for the field goal instead of trusting your quarterback to get that first down? It's It was bad calling, in my opinion. It wasn't smart. It wasn't good. You have to be risky when you have someone like Aaron Rodgers. Why wouldn't you? You know, why not take that risk? Some issues, I believe, that led to that loss is the wide receiver core. Who besides Devontae Adams can you trust in man and man-to-man coverage? Let's just say one-on-one. One-on-one coverage, who can you trust besides Devontae Adams? You're going to trust Alan Lazard, who's okay at best? No. (laughs) You're going to trust Marquez Valdez-Scanling? Hell no. No. He could have have glue all over his gloves and still drop the ball because he can't catch. MVS runs go-routes, fades, and deep posts. That's all he can do because he can't catch the damn ball. His average yards per catch was like 21 yards, because that's all he did. He wasn't running slants or zigs or digs. He wasn't running those kind of routes. He was running go routes and deep posts, because that's all he could do, and half the time he dropped the damn ball. And Aaron Rodgers is probably pissed about that, because I would be too. If I'm a quarterback slinging at 50 yards, which, of course, I could do that, but if I'm a quarterback slinging at 50 yards to a wide-open receiver, and he drops the damn ball four out of ten times, yeah, I'm pissed. And I don't blame Aaron Rodgers if he's frustrated about that because the team does not bring in wide receivers. They just don't. They don't draft wide receivers, which this draft class this year has a lot of good guys. Obviously, they're not going to get Jalen Waddell, Devontae Smith, Jamar Chase, you know, like those guys. But Kadarius Toney, Rashad Bateman, those are two guys at the end of the first round that are good. Amana St. Brown, his brother is like, I don't even know how to pronounce his first name. Equitius or something like that. <laughs> something like that, St. Brown. He's on the Packers, but his brother, Amana, is in the draft, and he's also good. Those are three receivers that they could go looking at at the end of the first round, but everyone on the planet knows they will not do that because the Packers do not draft wide receivers in the first round. I've looked at mock draft after mock draft after mock draft, and I wanted to see where the Packers like, like where the Packers were placed and who they were taking. And not one single mock draft had a wide receiver because everyone knows they don't take them. 
So why waste a mock draft pick on a team that's not going to take a wide receiver? If they take one this year, I don't know what I'll do. I'll run in the streets and just be shocked. I'm sure all Packers fans will freaking scream hallelujah in the streets because they need a second wide receiver. They need a guy besides Devontae Adams. They got Robert Tunyon at tight end, who, in my opinion, should have been in the Pro Bowl. How do you pick Robert Tunyon to not be in the Pro Bowl but then throw in Evan Ingram? Yeah, Evan Ingram's fast, but he can't catch the ball. Him and and MVS couldn't catch a cold. If they were naked in the middle of the winter, no. It's, It's ridiculous that Evan Ingram couldn't catch the ball and just didn't play well, but they threw him in the Pro Bowl over Robert Tunyon. Someone explain that to me because I don't know. But they need, honestly, I would just get rid of Marquez Valdez-Scantling. He's not good. He, when he catches the ball, it's perfect. But when he drops the ball the next five times, it's ridiculous. The offensive line is solid. David Bakhtiari, one of the best tackles in the league, close to maybe possibly all time. He's been rocking it with Green Bay, with Rodgers for a long time, and Rodgers and um, Bakhtiari are both good. They're both good. Um, some other guys on the O-line, Corey Lindsley, he's all right. Ellen Jenkins, he's solid. They have three good offensive linemen. Obviously, yeah, there's more than three guys on the O-line. There's two more, and then you got a bunch of reserves. But if you have three quality good guys and one who's probably a Hall of Famer, you're good for success. Now if we talk about the defense, I would love, love to bash Kevin King for a minute. Kevin King sold. Kevin King fumbled the bag. Kevin King sucked Sunday. He gave up deep passes to guys like Mike Evans, Scotty Miller, um, Chris Godwin. He let every receiver that was lined up with him do their job, do their work, you know, do anything that they wanted to. And at, at towards the end of the game, a crucial DPI call that probably costed them the game. How did he let that happen, and how were they like, okay, let's just move him to somebody else? I understand their corner depth is not great, considering Kevin King's their second corner. <laughs> he had a good early start to the season, but this playoff run, Kevin King has not been great, especially when it mattered most in the NFC Championship game, when he was garbage. Obviously, I couldn't do that, but I'm also not being paid $5 million to cover people. I'm getting paid $12 an hour at porn. You know, there's differences to what him and I do, but he's getting paid millions of dollars as a cornerback, and he sucked at it. Um, Some other guys in the defense, Zadarius Smith, 28 years old. He's, he's good. He's good at rushing the passer. Can You know, he's not the fastest, but, you know, you can trust him, you know, chasing down a running back or wide receiver if you need him to. Kenny Clark, in my opinion, the best nose tackle in the league. You put him up the middle, he'll run through your center, lay his ass out, and then run at you. Kenny Clark is a beast. He's young. He's, what, 20, maybe 24, 25 years old. Not going to look it up, but it's it's something around there. He's young. He's young. And he's amazing, and He's going to be there for a while, so you want to rebuild around him. Preston Smith, who's also 28 years old. According to the NFL, 28 years old is getting up there in age because as brutal as the sport is, some guys can only go to their 32, 33. So, you know, those are, you know, Preston Smith and Zadarius Smith. Both are 28, same last name, not related, but they're both good. 
Another guy I like on the team, Darnell Savage. He's a young safety. He looks iffy at sometimes, but he's solid. He has high potential and can be really good. Jair Alexander, a top three, top five corner in the entire league. But he's in the same position as the Buffalo Bills. The Bills have Tredavious White, a top five corner, but their second best guy is Levi Wallace. What are you going to do with a top corner who has to depend on someone like Levi Wallace or Jair has to depend on someone like Kevin King on the opposite boundary? You can't. You you literally can't. It brings a lot of questions into the organization on where to look at in free agency and in, you know, in the draft. Do you go after a receiver? They probably won't. Do you go after a second corner? Maybe. Do you go after a middle linebacker that can cover the field? I mean, I think so, maybe. You know, Zayvon Collins, he's not much of a cover linebacker. He's more of a rush-the-passer kind of guy. But he's an outside linebacker that can go into the middle and can be decent. He's good in the draft, and they might get lucky, and he might fall towards the end of the first round. Um, This is the part of the episode where I wanted to go into a fantasy world and take a look at the possibilities of what the Packers could do if they decide to turn on the keys and rebuild the team. Do I think this will happen? Probably not. I'm not really right with a lot of things, but that's the fun in it, right? I mean, who doesn't like to like to go outside the box and just think about a bunch of different things? If you don't, it's fun, dude. Okay, let's say that the Packers, they're like, we're rebuilding. We can't win. We can make it to the NFC Championship, but then we can't win after that. Like I said, Aaron Rodgers is one in four. They didn't. They had. They had success with Brett Favre, but not a lot. Not as much as, you know, Tom Brady or Peyton Manning. You know, guys like that. But Brett Favre was also good too. But if we're talking about 2021, Aaron Rodgers seems frustrated. He wants to get paid. Say the Packers are like, screw that. You're 70 years old. We don't want to pay you. They trade him or do something with him to get him out of Green Bay. Places I think he, if he, if he was to get traded. I think the 49ers would probably be the team to jump the gun on him, most likely. I think that'd be probably the best fit, considering, well, they they skipped him out on in the 2005 draft when they chose Alex Smith, who, thank God, can play football now. Dude almost lost his leg. But maybe maybe he has grudge still from 2005. Um, if I believe that's when he was drafted, I'm pretty sure it was 2005. But maybe he's like, nah, they didn't pick me. They didn't pick me. I don't want to be there. But say he goes to the 49ers. Aaron Rodgers is out. He's going to Santa Clara. You have Jordan Love now, your first-round pick last year, that actually means something now and isn't just eating up your team's damn cap space. Now you got to figure out what you're going to do with the rest of the team. Do you still want to pay Preston Smith? Do you still want to pay Zadarius Smith? Guys that are almost 30, do you want to pay those guys? Or do you want to let their contracts ride out, or even trade them for draft picks or younger assets. What do you choose to do? Your your offense is set. You have Devontae Adams, who is an, is a top five wide receiver. I like saying top five a lot, but it's true. Maybe even top three receiver in the league. Depends on you know who you're asking. Aaron Jones, top tier running back. So you have your wide receiver number one. You have your running back one. They drafted... Uh, Man, who's that running back they drafted? I don't remember. 
I can't think of his name, but they drafted that running back last year. I can't believe I remember his name. <laughs> but they have him drafted, so they have a two. They also have Jamal Williams also at running back, but they have, you know, three running backs that are solid. So, okay, your running, your running back position's done. O-line, you still have Bakhtiari, you still got Lindsley, you still got Jenkins. Okay, maybe fill out the other two spots and get some backups, you know, we'll be good. Tight end, you have Robert Tunyon. Okay, maybe we get a backup for that a guy that, you know, can do maybe what Robert Tunyon can't. And then you look at wide receiver two, wide receiver three, a slot guy. Who do you have? If I'm the Packers, I'm not keeping Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Maybe a hold on to Alan Lazard. But MVS, get the hell out of here, dude. The only reason he had success, to me, in my opinion, was Aaron Rodgers being able to sling the ball 50 yards. Do you go after guys in free agency? Do you draft a guy? Or if you're the Packers, like usual, you, you forget about it. You know, we got Devontae Adams. That's all we need. Throwing the ball 200 times will be good. That's how we win. <laughs> but when you think about a rebuild, you have to look at their division. The Packers do not have a hard division. The Vikings, they have the tools to succeed. They have Dalvin Cook. They have bad primetime Kirk Cousins. They got Justin Jefferson, who's 99% chance going to be the offensive rookie of the year. On defense, they have Michael Pierce, who opted out this year, but will come back most likely next year. They have uh, Eric Hendricks, I believe. It's either Eric, I think it's Eric Hendricks, yeah. It's either Eric or Michael, but I think it's Eric Hendricks. Middle linebacker can cover the field, play really well. Corners, they don't have one. They, they don't. They have Jeff Gladney. That's about it. Um, safety, you got... Um, Harrison Smith, who's like 32 at this point, so obviously he's not no spring chicken anymore. But the Vikings have some tools to be solid, but just aren't. They started off terrible. I think it was maybe like 1-5 or something like that. Probably wrong again. But the second half of the season, they improved. They looked a little bit better, and I think next year they possibly could be doing better. I don't think Kirk Cousins is their quarterback for the future. Dude, it sounded like an $84 million contract or something stupid like that. But the Vikings could be decent. Could they go back to, you know, when they had the Minnesota Miracle with uh, Stephon Diggs and um, against the Saints? Probably probably not, but, you know, they have some pieces. Adam Thielen is still on the team. I forgot about him. He's also getting up there in age. He's in his 30s already. Then you take a look at the Bears. The only reason the Chicago Bears are relevant and in the playoffs this year was because of their defense. Khalil Mack, Bilal Nichols, Jalen Johnson, the rookie, corner. <laughs> they really only have a good defense. We don't even know who their quarterback is next year. Obviously, there's a lot of teams like that, but when you're too good to make the playoffs but not bad enough to get a high draft pick, they're in the middle. Do they reach for Mac Jones or um, Kyle Trask? Do they do that? Who knows? Or Trey, Trey Lance, maybe? Who knows? They're not going to get um, Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields or Zach Wilson. Those guys are probably going to be top 10 um, picks. But do they reach on someone? Because Nick Foles is not your savior. He's not your option. He can't be. He had one good game, and that was against the Falcons. That's it. Other than that, he was kind of doo-doo. Mitchell Trubisky. Bust, 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 bust. Bossed. There's not there's nothing more to say about it. He won the what was it Nickelodeon Valuable Player Award? 
that's that's all he has to his uh, credentials is a Nickelodeon Damn Award. And we, he's probably not even going to come back. There's been rumors through the Bears organization that they don't want him. And I don't blame you. Could he be good if he was put in the right organization, like a New England organization or something like that? Maybe. Who knows? We'll have to see. Then you have the Lions. <laughs> There's nothing to say about the Lions. They suck. They suck. Matthew Stafford finally grew a pair and decided I wanted to get the hell out of here because, well, they wasted Barry Sanders' career. They wasted Kelvin Johnson's career. <laughs> and then they wasted Matt Stafford's career. He's, what, 36, 37 at this point? I don't know how many teams are going to want to throw him, uh, you know, want to take on his huge-ass contract. Running back, they have DeAndre Swift. He was good. Came out of Georgia um, as a rookie, and he played pretty well. Their two best wide receivers are free agents. Kenny Galladay is a free agent. Marvin Jones is a free agent. TJ Hawkinson is their tight end. And then their defense, there's nothing there. There is nothing there. They drafted Jeff Okuda with the third overall pick last year, and he was bad. I, I'm high on Jeff Okuda, and corner is not an easy position for people to succeed right off the bat. But he looked bad. He looked really bad. But maybe with some years under his belt, maybe next year he does better. You know, he was a guy that came in as put him in press man coverage, and he'll stand his guy because he's got the speed and athleticism. <laughs> and he got beat a lot. He didn't look great. I don't know how many of you guys watched actual Lions games this year. I can't imagine really anyone unless you are a Lions fan. But I start, I watched a little bit in the early season because I wanted to see Jeff Okuda. He didn't look good. He didn't look good this year. <clears throat> you know, people were like, oh, he could possibly be defensive rookie of the year. No, Chase Young took that. Chase Young took that and grabbed it by the throat <clears throat> and pile drove it into the ground, and he's going to be defensive rookie of the year. Um, Jeremy Chin, he's also a guy that could make a run for it. He'll probably be the runner-up. But anyways, back to the Packers. <clears throat> so you decide to rebuild, but... Your division isn't strong. It isn't a hard division. Yeah, the Bears are probably your biggest threat, but that's because, you know, this guy named Khalil Mack out of UB kicks ass every week. Other than that, you don't have to worry about the Lions, the Vikings, as long as they have Kirk Cousins, I'm sorry, but they're not going to be a huge threat. So you rebuild. You go with Jordan Love. You you try and get rid of some of those big contracts, young guys in free agency, use the draft well. And you still could be an 8-9 win team, possibly, maybe 7, 8-9 win team, and have a chance to make the playoffs because your division is just, is just that weak. Or or you rebuild like the plan is, and you get 5 wins or something like that. You get like 5 wins. Just say that. But you go into next year's draft. If there's good quarterbacks, if you don't believe Jordan loves the guy, good defense, you know, anything like that. So if they decide that Aaron Rodgers is not their guy, it's a win-win situation if that's their mindset. Because you rebuild and you still seek success, your division's weak enough to get nine wins and possibly make the playoffs, or you tank for two, three years, rebuild your team, say Jordan loves your guy, you built him up, and then you're good again. Yeah, no one wants to see their team suck. Trust me, as a Bills fan, I've seen that since I've been growing up. <laughs> but sometimes you got to play the long game. The Bills play the long game with Josh Allen. You know, some teams just need to take those chances on those young quarterbacks. You know, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Tua, you know, guys like that. 
what do you guys think? Like, what should the Packers do? You know, two years in a row, they've lost the NFC Championship game. Aaron Rodgers is going to win MVP and is pissed. He's old. He's almost in his 40s, and he wants to get paid big big bucks. Are you, is the Packers organization willing to give that to him when they drafted Jordan Love? I'm not sure. Um, you guys let me know what you think. You know, give me your thoughts on what you think the Packers will do. If you think I sound stupid and I just sound like a moron and it's like, Parker, there's no way that the Packers move on from Aaron Rodgers. He's going he's gonna to retire a Packer. He's there forever, possibly. I mean, but think about it. Did we honestly ever think that Tom Brady was going to leave New England? You know, did we ever think that? <laughs> Who knows? Anything's possible. Did we ever think that Peyton Manning was going to leave Indianapolis? Did we ever think Philip Rivers was going to leave the Chargers? You never know. You never know. So that's all I got for today, guys. Just let me know what everyone thinks about the Packers. What should they do in 2021? This has been the Pylon Sports. Enjoy the rest of your day, guys. Signing out.